Warning. This podcast may contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. And I'm Stop Foster. And this is Viewers Anonymous, the podcast. What's going on, bro? Uh, man, same shit, different day, man. Hey, before we get started, man, I just want to say I appreciate you jumping in on the guest spot on the Stolen Time podcast the last episode, man. I appreciate that. Ah, uh, man, it ain't no thing, man. Like I told you, bro, it's, a, it's an honor to be on that show, man. I, uh, I love, you know, saying y'all dynamic, man. I love what y'all be talking about. Y'all be bringing up some great fucking topics, man. And y'all really um, put your heart and soul into that. That's some real work right there, man. So anytime I can be a no problem, man. Appreciate that, man. I, I was glad to reach out to you and get that jump going. And like, and like, that was like one of those type things, man. What, like the main subject of that pie, you didn't speak on the main subject that we was on, but at the same yeah. time, that was just something I stumbled upon, you know. And I was just like, mm-hmm. damn. I was like, man, this is really a good subject to talk about, especially because. Every time we talked about point guards, he always brought up that guy. And it was just, you yeah. know what I'm saying, to tie all that in together. So, I mean, it was, it was, it was, I, t- I think it was a good pod. I haven't listened to it yet, but I think it turned out yeah, to be a good was, one. I started, I started um, from the beginning to where I left off watching you on Facebook. And I and yeah, y'all was y'all was getting into that one, man. But it's so dope because you know what I'm saying. He's from New York, so he can, you know, he can speak to how being a ball player in in that area in the, or in those areas and shit, and he can kind of give you that, you know what I'm saying, that actual insight as to you know what I'm saying, just kind of shit that you know what I'm saying. He grew up in and, and was playing in when he was coming up and throughout high school and shit like that. So. I think that's super dope. So especially uh, when he used to tell like the, the uh, New York stories, when I used to do the New York stories, I thought that was always dope too. So make sure y'all go listen to the Stolen Time podcast, man, and, and catch up on the episode. And uh, especially that one, that was a super dope episode. Yeah, appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. But I mean, you made it even more. Look, it was dope. You made it super dope. Now, of course, man. That's what we do, man. That's what happens. You know what I'm saying? When you when you do enough. Uh, work together, man. You know, you build that chemistry up, so. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You kind of know where, you know what I'm saying, the other person wants the conversation to go and shit like that, so that's always good to have, man. So, um, you know, go check out the Stellar Time podcast, you know what I'm saying? I dropped the, uh, another episode of Already Home, so go check that out. Uh, make sure y'all go check that out. And, uh, today, man, we're talking about a super dope TV series, um, Something that was right up my alley. I, I am super, super interested in anything dealing with World War II, uh, Nazi Germany, the Allies, the actions of evil, all that good stuff, man. That's probably one of my favorite, um, probably one of my favorite time periods in history. But um, today, man, we're talking about Hunters, the Amazon Prime original television series. Um, so far, it's only what once a season. Yeah, just one. And I, yeah, so hopefully they can they can come back and, and bring us something else because I'm sure that they ain't get out of the Nazis. 
um, out of that area. But you know, you know, it's um, before I go into the description, I just want to say that the concept of this show was brilliant. It was something that <clears throat> I think a lot of people were kind of nervous to touch because, you know, especially dealing with Hollywood, especially dealing with, you know what I'm saying, the, the movie or television industry, you don't really do a lot of things dealing with Jewish people or the Jewish culture, mm-hmm. especially something of this magnitude. And I thought that the way that they represented the Jewish people and represented the Jewish culture in this, I thought that that was, uh, I thought it was, it was fire, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel the same way, man. I, I really love the concept of it. And then also to to realize that a lot of this stuff really happened. And I like how they did, like, those small little interludes where yeah. that shit was fire, boy. It was like when they did the interlude yeah. on, uh, when they were saying that they took the the German scientists, like, they what they had, like, a meeting. And they was talking about, right. yeah, we're going to... We're gonna get. We're gonna take these uh, Nazi um, scientist people, and we're gonna bring them over here to America. And then it was like, this shit really happened. I was like, oh, that yeah. shit is so fucking hard. So I love how they yeah. how they had put those interludes in there, man. So whoever, well, I know Jordan Peele was one of the executive producers on it. And dude, really? yeah, dude, he. I'm sorry, dude. He to me, he hasn't missed yet. I know a lot of people didn't love us. I, I mean, I thought it was good, um, but a lot of people didn't love it. The only thing I haven't seen that he's done is I haven't seen any of those Twilight. Not Twilight. Uh, uh, yeah, the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. I haven't yeah. seen any of that yet. But everything else I've seen him do, he has done a really great, great job, man. Yeah, I got to check out the Twilight Zone myself. Um, that's one of the that's one of the things I, I'm I'm into uh, as well. But um, so for those who haven't seen this uh, TV series, man, once again, it's an Amazon Prime uh, original television show, and it centers around um, I want to say it's what the 1970s, 1960s, 70s, 70s. Um, it's around it's, it's, it's the 70s. Yeah. Okay. So it's in it's based in the 1970s and it's talking about when um, the American government brought in the um, Nazi scientists um, after World War II and how they brought them into different various factions and industries uh, of America to basically um, help get America to where it is now. So, for a lot of people, they probably don't know the history behind this, but yes, it is a true thing. Nazi scientists have definitely been recruited to um, to come into America and um, help basically get us to uh, all of our advances that we've had since the war was over with. Um, the main program was NASA. Um, I forgot the guy's name, the, the head of NASA. He was actually uh, a part of Nazi uh, of the Nazi regime, or the Third Reich, if they say. But he was actually a part of it, and um, he was the one who helped fund it. He was the one who helped put a lot of the science behind it as well. Um, so, you know, 
saying? Like, these are actual true stories that they're basing this show out for. And then it's actually real history behind some of the stuff they're even saying in the show. And, you know what I'm saying? I, I thought that it was super cool for them to be able to even put that in there. So, you know what I mean? Um, where you want to start, man? You want to start on the first episode? Yeah, man, because I was just refreshing my memory and, and I was just thinking about how they started the first episode and it was just, you know, it was, uh, um, you know, that was having a cookout and, you know, everything just seemed normal and I was like, okay, you know, it's cool. And then this girl pops up, um, happened to be a Jewish girl and then she just kept looking at the dude and like, man, that's the butcher. And then so she started... You know what I'm saying? Ranting in English and in whatever other language she was doing, and my man just took it was English and Hebrew. Yeah, and like man, she just he just took everybody out and left her for last. So he had married a woman, had three kids, and this dude kills everybody there and was like, You blew my cover. He was like, It took me, you know, twenty years and I had to have these dude. Basically, like he was just talking shit about his kids, talking about how he wanted to kill his kids and all this type of shit. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And like, yeah. And it and it gave you that sense of like that hatred, dude. Like that damn hatred that they have, yeah. you know. And it's just like to come over here and to go undercover and like the way that America tried to make it seem like for the people who were questioning what they done is like. Well, we if we wouldn't have got them, the Soviet Union would have got them. So, right. like, I mean, look, I, I I get it, but like, the only thing that's that's that really sucks about it is the fact that you bring them over here, you protect them, you put them in high ranking positions. Okay. After we just fought them, but we got Jim Crow down here in the South. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like, we got redlining and all of that type shit, you know, as black people. But mm-hmm. we went over there to stop the Nazi Germany. But then we take the smart people and we, you know what I'm saying, put them in great positions and stuff like that. So I get it, but I don't get it. But at the same time, but the way that it started, it was like, oh, shit, like we 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 in for some shit. So I thought that that was a perfect way to start the show because the thing about people is a lot of people have short attention spans. So to to the first four or five minutes of the show, like already throwing you for a loop. Yeah, it's yeah, and it's already putting you. You know what I'm saying? Knee deep in, and it's like fuck, like wow, this shit just started like just like that, and then the damn intro come in. So it's like, yeah. yeah, so I mean, I, I think that the way that they started it, like, cause like for me, like it started great and then like it to just for me, my personal opinion, then it kind of slowed down a little bit and then it picked back up in like episode three. But I knew right then going in, it's like, wow, like this, this ain't any, like any other thing that I've been watching, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, I mean... After that, you know, we see the main character, what's his name? Uh, Jonah. We see Jonah, grandma get shot. And it's like, damn, man, who's going to shoot this old ass lady? Yep. So I'm like, wow. And then he was saying that, that she was telling him, you know, like she recognized the dude. And like she kind of like knew it was coming. 
So then you start to figure out, look, man, this is this is more than a rock because the dude didn't even try to take anything. So and it made it look like a robbery, but Jonah was trying to tell the cop, like, dude, like she was saying this, she was saying that, and then like the cop was, which is crazy because that dude, I've seen that guy in one other show. And he was a cop mm-hmm. in that show too. I don't know what that black guy name is, but every time I see him, he's a fucking detective, which is crazy. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like he was, he was in the show Affair. I don't know if you've yeah, seen yeah. that shit. Uh, it was on Showtime, and he no, was, a, he was a. Damn I've seen him. In, I've seen him in something else. I can't put my, I can't put my finger on it, but I've seen him in something else. That's where I know him from. When I first seen him, I was like, oh yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, I just feel like he's just. Always a detective, but um, but so then we start to, you know, because was that whole little scene where Jonah was selling drugs to help his grandma out and all that type shit, and she was saying you got a special gift and you need to be using it. And see, right then and there, because see, I didn't think about it until later on, you know, throughout the season, it was like this dude. There's something special about his brain. There's not a lot of people that's like that. They can't look at a lot of shit and and map that shit out the way that he maps shit out, which yeah. we'll get to that towards the end of the pie, because like, the end was fucking crazy. But... Yeah, the end was wild. Yeah, the end was wild. I, I, I really wasn't ready for that. But... So, we see the grandmother die, and then Al Pacino pops up, and, you know, he starts telling him, oh, I know your grandmother, we go way back, nah, 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 all this type of shit. So, he's kind of trying to put shit together, and then we go to the detective lady. I wish I could remember everybody's name. I can't remember everybody's name, but the black detective lady, and she goes to investigate that old lady which was, I'm guessing she, yeah, she was a Nazi, right? The old lady that they killed yeah, in the she shower. Was a, she was a part of the, she was a part of the Nazi regime that, uh, that they actually had on the list. She was a part of that too. So everybody that, everybody that dies in the show, uh, are the targets of Al Pacino. Yes, that's what we figured out at the end. Or Al Pacino, I'm sorry, Al Pacino's character. Um, but what I thought was super dope was, like you said, how it started out, you know what I'm saying, with instant action. How instantly, you know, they at the barbecue, she she started seeing dude face, she remembering, you know what I'm saying, and then she started having them flashbacks to who he was, and then he, you see him instantly turn into German. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you, because he got a great, like, he got a great southern accent. But then you see him go German instantly. And what what it kind of showed was just how far that this... I think it kind of gave, like, a bar of how far that this show was going to go. The mm-hmm. fact that, you know what I'm saying, you had that type of action that early on before the show is even... Before you even know what the hell is going on in the show, mm-hmm. you see this and it's like, damn, like, now it's okay, something about to happen. It's about to be pretty good. Um, and then it goes into the main character, Jonah, we see him um, talking to one of his friends who I guess was dating like neighborhood bully or some shit like that. Um, and that's when he was selling the dude drugs or whatever. And then uh, 
got two other friends. I think one dude's name was like Booty Cheeks or something like that. I forgot what the other dude's name was. I forgot what the other dude's name was. But it was Booty Cheeks or something. And then, uh, so those are his two friends. And then, like you said, you know what I'm saying, we see his grandma get, get murdered. But the interesting part about that was the scene of his grandma getting murdered. Like you said, she realized who the dude was. Mm-hmm. And that's when we start to see his, uh, we start to see Jonah's. And I guess it, it wasn't really revealed, but in a sense it was like, it, once we get to the part to where we know who he is now, then you kind of went back and was like, oh, now it's all starting to make yeah. sense. Because he was able to remember, like, every fucking thing about yes. what dude had on, the way he looked, all that shit. So, you know what I'm saying, he damn near had a photographic memory. And, you know what I'm saying, with his, with his grandma dying, you know what I'm saying, he was, like, 19 or some shit like that. He still got a lot of shit to go And then, um, him, me, and Al Pacino, you know what I'm saying, and, and getting to know all these other people that's eventually coming up. You know what I'm saying? I thought that going into the stories of these characters was a brilliant idea too because it wasn't a lot, but it was enough to kind of give you a good backstory or give you enough information to kind of know what the backstory of each of those characters were. And yeah. so with him, you know what I'm saying, that was the that was the beginning, you know what I'm saying? We got to know Jonah's backstory. He was a young Jewish boy, you know what I'm saying? His grandma basically raised him. And, you know what I'm saying, she gets murdered. Now in comes Al Pacino. And then um I think in the second episode is where, you know what I'm saying, Al Pacino kinda takes him up under his wing and then it got a little bit more into the black detective lady. Um, she was still working on the case of the lady that ended up dying, we don't even know she's a Nazi yet. All we know is that the lady basically gets murdered somehow, and then the, that's when the detective gets up on the scene. So um, the lady, the detective is, in, is basically doing her investigation in the second episode. She's trying to find out what's going on. She gets to talking to people. And then um, another murder happened. And this is when I believe when Jonah ended up meeting Al Pacino and getting to know the rest of the crew. The rest or of the, like yeah, the rest of the team, yeah. And they yeah, was not so they was not accepting. Oh, not at all. They, they didn't they didn't like that they didn't like that addition at all. But um that's when he basically was like trying to prove himself on whether or not he was gonna be able to, you know what I'm saying, be in this in this new group. And um, so we got another murder um, of a Nazi that we don't, we still don't know that they're Nazis yet, but you know what I'm saying? We got another Nazi murder. And then once again, the detective lady comes on the scene and her investigation starts to go deeper now because Cass is starting to make a connection and she's starting to be able to, you know what I'm saying, link some shit in. And now um, I think she got like Jonah's jacket or some shit like that. Yeah, jacket got left behind. But what's also interesting it is throughout all of this, there's another character. And um, it's a young white guy who is directly working for the Nazis, but he's not German, he's American. And he's like the hitman or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And 
and um, I believe with his first, I think his first involvement was um, he went to go kill somebody, right? Well, no, his first involvement was when um, the so the very first episode when my man killed his whole family, they sent him there. To basically clean up the mess, because remember he shot him in the arm to make it seem like it was like a somebody came and robbed him. Well, not robbed him, but I don't remember what they end up. Basically, he was supposed to be getting attacked, and he was supposed to be the one who survived. Yeah, and then also when they was at the bowling alley, when he went to set one dude straight, like he came in there, and like, and, and that's when we realized. That he wasn't nothing to fuck with right there. Cause like we don't know who he was when he went, you know, to the dude's house. But when he was in that bowling alley right. and he got that bowling ball and he fucked up those four hey, dudes. Hey, that motherfucker was cold, man. Oh, real cold. He, he was, he was uh, he was Yeah, he he was cold. He was, but, he was on some different shit. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and like heartless dude, and and like then right then and there yeah. we're like, you know, you're still trying to figure out like who is this dude? Like he has to be working for somebody because he got a phone call, and because he was in the tub and he got a phone call and they told him to go to dude's house. So you see, well he works for somebody, but who do he work for? So it's like you're trying to, you know, it's it's that build up and like some, I like build ups, but sometimes it's like. You need that story, but then it's like sometimes, yeah, sometimes you get dragged out, and that's why I felt like, and it kind of start picking up towards episode three, and like, and also mm-hmm. when you speaking on Jonah, like the team wasn't very accepting of him, but as soon as he got in there, the very first thing he did was he found the clue that they couldn't find. Yeah, like, like, yeah, right off the rip, he had found the next person's name, and. Even then, like you know, he he turned. He started opening their eyes. Everyone except yeah. the nun lady. Yeah, yeah. Cause she she gave him a hard time throughout the whole fucking season. Well, she was like she was basically like the right hand man. Like uh, what I noticed about her, and this is the tricky thing about her too. I for the whole the whole series, I did not know who Scott was on. I don't either. Still, see her to me. Yeah, to me, her character was the best character because you have no idea whether she is literally out here doing what she's supposed to be doing with the group or whether she is like a double agent. I think she's a double agent, but I don't know. I don't know who's the other person on the other line because she had some phone calls throughout the show, and we don't know who she's talking to. So, I, I think I do. I think I know though. Go ahead. I think I know. And like we seen her meeting with that one lady that works in that lab, and I don't know yeah. who that lady's for either. So it's like she. But remember, that's the that's one of the girls that she grew up with. And they when they went back into her backstory, they was showing how she got dropped off at uh, the train station. And like so, her parents sent her to like this nun school, and they were saying that she would be better off going there. So that's what got me confused of like because they changed their names and all of that type stuff. And it's like, okay, 
is she like really German and they gave her a Jewish name? Or is she Jewish or they gave her a German name? It's like I was sitting That's there. That's what it is. No, she's, she's really Jewish. So if, when, you, when you go back and you see her story, remember her parents were dropping her off to mm-hmm. the train. Because I think that they knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. I think that they had got ahead of it and sent her off to the nun school. They gave her um, that little silo thing. I don't. I forgot what it what it is like a scroll or something to remember them by. But on it's one of those um, on one of those sides of it. It had like one of the Jewish symbols or something like that on there. Um, but if you remember, her name was Rebecca. That's a Jewish name. Okay. So that's how I knew. As soon as they, as soon as she was saying her name, that's how I knew. Now once they got there. I mean, once she got there and she started getting acclimated into the, the whole nun school, that's when, remember, they made her change her name. Mm-hmm. So she basically had to change her whole identity. That way she would be, you know, found and caught up. Um, but the dope shit about her is that she was ex, like, she was like ex-KGB or not KGB. I think it was, um, what was the, what's the English, what's the English one? MI6. She was ex MI6. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, she had some fucking skills. Like, she was getting down the dirt. Yes. And so, in the group, we got the nun. We have the actor. um, Mm -hmm. I I forgot what his name was. Uh, I forgot what it was. Oh, what was his name? But that's Ted from um, How I Met Your Mother. So that's who that's who he plays. I mean, that's the character that plays the actor. So we got the nun, we got the actor, we got the couple, and then we got the um, the ex army vet. We got Al Pacino, who's the head of the group, and then we got the new addition, which is John. Well, and the, the black girl, girl. and then yeah, we got Roxy. Roxy, Roxy yeah. was like she was the uh, she was like the black revolutionary. So yeah. It basically, you know what I'm saying, throughout the season, it just goes into everybody's backstory, and it kind of tells you a little bit about who everybody is, and it don't necessarily say how they got to be in the group that they, they was in, but it just kind of tells you a little bit about each one of them, and, and you know what I'm saying, they passed. So, um, well, I will say this, though. I think, the, I think the couple is really the only ones that you see why they in it. You know what I'm saying? You see why yeah. they fit because they actually went through some shit and then also... Yeah, they were actual survivors. Yeah, they were survivors and they lost the son. You know what I'm saying? That, that scene that they had showed there. So, they kind of showed why the couple was in the group but the rest of them, right. you know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's still it's still kind of a mystery and it maybe it'll come out in season two. But it just to yeah. me, it just felt like they were the only ones who really showed. Okay, we yeah, un- yeah like we understand why the they actor, in the group. The actor was Jewish too. Oh, the actor was Jewish. Okay. So, so um, Al Pacino's character, Jonah, the actor, and then the couple; those were all, they were all Jewish. The only people, well, and the nun, of course. But the only other two that weren't was the army vet and Roxy. Yeah, was the only two that was outside everything. But I believe, um, I believe that, well, in, well, episode three is when the second murder happened. 
And then the detective lady comes in, and then that's when she really started trying to connect dots and see what was really going on. And then in episode four is where um, she actually started going and doing some, you know what I'm saying, some investigating for real. Yeah. And then she finds out um, that all of this is kind of linked to Nazi Germany. Yep. So she goes to, um, what was it? One of the, one of the, no, she went to the, um, the brother of the first murder, the, the first lady that got murdered. Mm-hmm. And she talked to his wife, I believe. And when they were sitting down, the wife, remember the wife had said that he had ended up getting killed. Mm-hmm. And when he got killed, she went into uh, one of the rooms and she found out that he used to be in the, um, he used to be a Nazi as well, but he was like experimenting on the kids. Cause remember he had that little tin can of all their teeth. He was like a dentist or some shit like that. He yeah. worked at the hospital yep. when he, when he had got to America. And so, um, she seen that when she, remember she grabbed the pictures and, and everything. And then she went to, like what one of the people in the area or whatever she went because she worked for the FBI. Yeah. And then she went to one of the local detectives, and then she was telling him to do some research on these pictures and see if you know you can make a connection to these people because that's where the murder was happening at the time. And so when that happened, um, we see the we see the assassin dude come in and he kills our detective and the family. And then um, once I think once she finds something out because she I think she ended up linking Jonah to somebody because of the, he left a jacket or something behind in the second murder. Yeah, and she was trying to figure out like, okay, like, are you trying to? Well, I don't. I'm not trying to skip episodes, but I was trying to remember when she started zeroing in on him to try to link him to the murders then try to tie it into his grandmother. I think it was I think it was the jacket thing when she found out about the jacket. Because remember she was saying that uh, I think it had ended up coming back to Al Pacino's character and he just so happened to be there. And and, and is that the same she time remembered that jacket. And but at the same time what I was trying to figure out is why, because my man, the, the the fucking assassin dude, he found he he put on a cop uniform. He found Jonah jacket yeah, yeah, and took was, his name out of it. Right. So she just assumed that it was Jonah's, but she would have yeah. known it was his if my man didn't take that out. Which I I don't know why. I don't know if. If it was a whole thing to save Jonah, so they didn't want Jonah to get in trouble yet. No, that's that's who he found out who Jonah was. Remember, because he was going after Jonah too. That's right. You're right. He he had he took that name out and he figured out that that was his grandmother. So he was like, "Oh, he's yep. like, okay. This is the old lady yep. that I shot, and mm-hmm. this is her grandson." So he ties into yep. all of this shit. But then also she started. And that also started her to investigate Al Pacino's character because he was the one trying yep. to protect Jonah. So that got him yeah. on her radar. Because she was, because remember, she was talking to uh, the guy who interrogated Jonah, the, 
the black detective, that he was talking to her with his grandma's murder, and she was saying, "How can it? How can somebody who's nineteen with a minimum wage job still be surviving without, you know, what I'm saying his grandmother doing uh, most of the, you know, what I'm saying or having most of the bills taken care of like she usually would?" And that's when they had brought up Al Pacino's character that was saying that he basically bailed him out. He was, you know, what I'm saying helping him with the bills and stuff like that. So that's where that's where Al Pacino's character come into the investigation. And then, um, I'm trying to think what else happened in episode four. Um, she yeah. connected the dots. She found out about the Nazis. Dude killed the, the detective uh, and his family. And then, oh, is that the same episode where they went to the um, studio? I I think I think so, and and I think that that's around the time where Jonah started to get these start. Well, we'll get there when we get there, but that's when he started getting this idea: of, is this my grandfather? No, that was later. That was a little later. Was way later. Yeah, that was way later. Because I fe- we uh, that was probably around by episode six, about seven or eight, but. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. That, that that was a little later. I think that was around the time when they was in the studio, though. So they get to the they get um they get into the studio because that's their next target. They find the dude, and when they look when they interrogate the dude or whatever, they find one of these hidden rooms. The hidden room is sending out um this broadcast that is really sending out the signal, and so um. Something happened between the, the, the dude and the old Nazi dude and Jonah. He, he and yeah, Jonah, Jonah kinda you know, he, he was still he was still red under the cheeks, like you know what I'm saying? He wasn't with yeah, all of the 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 uh the torture and so they started to torture him and Jonah started to feel bad and Jonah slipped up by kind of like, you know, letting his guard down and then the dude the um the dude attacked him and then they right. had to come in to kill him. They didn't want to kill him yet cuz they, they wanted to figure out they, like they needed the information. Yeah, so they didn't get to get the information. So then that made the uh the uh nun lady even more pissed off at dude and kept telling right. Albertino like, "Look, he ain't ready. He ain't ready for this." Because he was still kind of, you know what I'm saying, not really into the whole torture thing. So that's how, yeah, that ended up happening. Yeah, so um, they find out that, you know what I'm saying, they send a little broadcast. And then I think it goes into episode five. So um, episode five, it start off with the detective lady and we find out that she's a lesbian. Yep. And, and her mother's sick. Uh, Yep, and her mom was sick, and she was hiding the fact that she was a lesbian from her parents and everything like that. And then we uh, we go back to Johnny, the group, and then uh, that's where I think that's when one because he was supposed to be at the store or something like that, and he was there with his best friend, the, the female best friend. And he was like, well, I got to go because I got to get to work. I got to shift that work. And as he was walking there, the assassin was looking for Jonah. And, and he had found out. I forgot how he found out. But, oh, they was at, he was at his best friend's house. And dude broke back into Jonah's house. 
and he found out his schedule or something like that, and he went to the, the uh to the gentleman's job yeah. and started asking for gentleman. His friend didn't give him up, and then his friend tried to run. Dude shot him, and then once he shot him, as he was leaving out, Jonah seen him, but um he didn't. You know, what I'm saying he couldn't do anything about it. Whatever he found out, his friend was dead. And then it goes into um, Jonah basically taking the whole thing serious. And then in the midst of that, uh, the couple was trying to decode the message or whatever that was going on with the broadcast. And at first, I think the husband had seen it or had heard it, and he thought it was Morse code or something like that, and they thought it was dates. Yeah. Well, it was end up being dates. Yeah. Yeah, it ended, ended up being dates, and they and it ended up being like a date that was like coming up that week. That was, the, I think, it was like they said this is the date of Friday. So then they had to figure out like something is going to happen, and we got to figure out what the hell is going to happen on this date. Mm-hmm. So um, what ended up happening after that? So once they figured out the Morris Code thing, let me see. I'm trying not to skip the timeline. They were, they was going uh they was going to find the re- the next target. The next tar- was the next yeah. target the, the, the lady or was there another target before her? Lady. Which lady uh, are you talking about? The lady that they shoved shit in her mouth. Yeah. It was it was her. That's when uh Roxy went to her. Yeah, and see, Roxy was going through her own personal shit at the time yep, too, yep. where yep. she was saying that she was, uh, where she was saying that how she be like hugging up her daughter at night, and she don't know if 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 her daughter needs it or if she needs it more, and she was going through some shit with the baby dad and all of this type of shit, and she also was going through some personal shit of being black, so she was feeling away at the time was it, it seemed like she was kind of wafering if she wanted to do this shit or not because she stopped doing it for a while not a while maybe like an episode or two she had stopped and then she came back in but uh-huh. you know that 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 shit was wild look I'm gonna tell you right now dude if, if you're gonna torture me there's there's a few things I might I might take a little bit of pain but I'm telling you right now man if, if you if you pull a plate in front of me and you say this is your shit. <laughs> and if you don't tell me the information I want to know, dude, but I might spill the beans, but I'm telling you. I'm like, man. I'm no. definitely spilling the beans. I'm not, I'm not eating shit at all. Man, I, man, I wouldn't eat my own shit. And I'm going to eat somebody else's? Nah, bro. Mm-mm. Dude, that, that lady was uh-huh. tough, boy. Because then this is what kills me. It's like you sat there and you took like four spoonfuls of shit and then you end up Telling them the shit anyway, so I'm like, Man, listen, that that was crazy. And the and the, the wildest part about that was, I don't know if I don't know if the actor was. I I don't know why I thought like. Okay, so it's a it's a part or at the end of the scene where they finally get everything out of her, right? Mm-hmm. And Al Pacino kill her. They go the actor goes off to a room and he gets to search in the room. 
And when he searched the room, he found the red book. Mm-hmm. But in the midst of finding the red book, he was looking at like all the pictures and shit that was up on the wall. Yeah. And when he was looking at all the pictures and shit on the wall, he ran into uh, the glass of champagne. So was he like a former addict or some shit like that? I I don't know, but at the same time, I think that when when you think about the end and you think about the timeline that we're talking about right now, does it seem like she knew who he was and that's why he shot her? Because remember, they said we never never kill people until we know for sure that they are the people that we're looking for. Because Roxy was like, look, Roxy was like, you breaking, you breaking your own rule by saying, you know, we don't kill the people unless they confess who they were. And she started, you know what I'm saying, saying some shit and Al Pacino started getting pissed off. Like, not pissed off, but he was kind of like, shit, she's going to blow my cover. It it felt like she was about to blow his cover, so he shot her. I didn't think about that shit at the time. But like now, like thinking back, when you know what yeah, ended up happening at the end, because yeah, yeah. it was it was some reason why he shot her before. Because remember when he when he got that red book, they didn't look into that book yet. Yeah, there was a lot of shit in that book that they, they didn't find out about some shit yet. So in the midst of all this happening, they sent the other uh, group members out to. Um, what was it, to the south, I think it was like Tennessee or some shit like that, to go see um, the other guy, because it was two people that was going out there in that episode. Oh, now it get crazy now. So, in that one, the, um, they find the guy, they take him to a barn and they interrogate him. And they talk about how he, um, he used to basically fill all these people's stomach up with salt water and they would basically have a stomach deteriorate and they would die from the inside. And so after they got the information from him about who I was there, they then um, they go into um, they go into the um, doing the same thing to him. They put a mask over his face. And when they put the mask over his face, they start pouring water into the uh, to the uh, the funnel in the mask. Yeah. And he start, uh, you know, they start killing him. So they finally kill him. And when she heard, I think it was like four or five names. She heard the names, and the nun goes out. Jonah tries to stop her. She tells Jonah to get out of her way, and then she goes out into the crowd and start asking for all these people. So one dude. She found one of them, and she instantly killed him. And then the next dude that she found, she kidnapped him, take him to the car, and then she drive off, leaving behind the army dude and John. And I see that, and that's when I started to get really confused. Because I was like, why would she take dude and leave Jonah behind? And then that's when I started thinking. And then what was confusing to me was, Everything was cool, and then they got a flat, and then I'm going to tell people right now, I don't give a damn how old a man is. Don't ever date a man that'll sit there and watch another woman change a tire. Cancel that dude. 
Cancel them. Cancel them. Don't never let your daughter date nobody like that. But so she's changing the tire and then dude attacks her. And then she puts him in the trunk. And I'm like, okay, like I'm like I'm like lost at this point. I'm like, I'm trying to figure out like who no, no, no. don't forget. Don't forget. In the in the midst of the car ride before the tire even goes flat, in the midst of the car ride, she starts speaking twang in the dude and start telling him that that they was after him and that she was basically his safety. Yeah. Now that's why I got confused. Yeah, and then but then after she put him in the trunk, she goes to the couple's house and then she was like, what, "Did she say wedding right. gift or?" Uh, I think yeah, yeah, yeah the wedding gift because their daughter got married. Yeah, and, yeah, and it was like, you know, um, I got a gift for y'all downstairs. So then they go downstairs and they get to looking at the dude, and then they had their flashback, which we are skipping all the flashbacks. But then yeah. they they showed the flashback of them getting off of this train, and they said women and children, well, women. Yeah, women and children to the left and men to the right, and they didn't want to split up. Yeah, and then they didn't want to split up, and that German guy was like, I I split y'all up, so he shot their kid. And that person that she kidnapped, it was was the dude that shot their kid, so the reason, I still didn't understand why she had to leave the army and Jonah dude behind. I think that they would have understood why they would leave them for the couple. But then I was like, okay, now I get it. Like, she is with the team. But I'm still trying to figure out who is she talking to in these phone calls. And then also in the mix of all of that, like, Jonah and Al Pacino's character is getting really close. And so he's telling Jonah all of these stories about, you know, the things that happened you know, over there and all this type of stuff. And then they show his grandmother back when she was young, the dude in the lab coat offered her a job because the dude seen that she was in love with this dude. And yeah, the wolf and Albacino was quote unquote, the wolf. (laughs) So they um so the dude offer her a job and she turns to die. look she is the real definition of a ride or die that lady could now now maybe the job maybe maybe the dude was lying maybe he wasn't there was but there's a good there's a high chance that he wasn't lying because I think that he really liked her I think that he thought that she was good looking and he really wanted to be with her but he couldn't really you know, fornicate with a Jewish woman in front of, you know, all of the Nazi people and whatnot. So he offered her a job. Well, I think, I think that it wasn't that. Don't forget that it was the fact that she was, um, I think that what, what he seen was, he seen them two fall in love. And he didn't want that to actually happen inside that kit. So he felt like he could use whatever little power he had to kind of get her away from him and separate that before it even happened. What he failed to realize was in those kind of situations, sometimes the you know motherfuckers get bigger than what you think they are. Yeah, yeah, and so 
he tried to separate them. She turned the job down. So then he started fucking treating the dude like shit. He, he was he, he did way more than that. Well, yeah, he 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 tortured, he tortured that guy. Dude. He tortured dude for nine hours, and yeah, for nine hours. And then he was saying that the best way to, I guess, show his heart to that dude was not to scream. Like he screamed the first time, and then after that, he stopped screaming, and the, he ended up wearing the dude out. He saw that as a win. He was like. For me not screaming and showing that I'm in pain, I can wear this dude out to the point where, you know what I'm saying, where I can take some sort of a victory out of this. Yeah. And so then he starts looking at Al Pacino like, shit, like, are you my grandfather? You know what I'm saying? And so then I started thinking the same shit. And, but I was like, well, what, what the hell was you at all this time? And then I started kind of putting in my own head, my, put my own thesis together and say, he had to leave her, you know what I'm saying, for, I guess, for them to have a normal life, I would assume. Right. So right. Like, that's what I'm thinking in my head. Like, okay, he left his daughter and his I, well, I don't know if they would have ever got married or anything, but let's just say his daughter and his girl, he had to leave them behind and and just watch Jonah from afar and all this type of stuff. So I'm trying to tie all this stuff in my head. That's why it that's why the end was so even more shocking to me because I started to believe that he was that guy and that he was actually Jonah's grandfather. Yeah. And I think that was the whole setup of the show is to get you to think that they was doing that and to jump back to the couple so the couple got the man that shot their son and they they couldn't pull the trigger and they, they ended up just basically keeping him as a prisoner until they could figure out exactly what they wanted to do yeah but then if I'm not skipping stuff, then your dude, the assassin dude, they ended up Jonah and Jonah and the uh, what? Oh man, what, what was? Why did they go to the station? Oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. The the man figured out the date, and the date was they was gonna blow up the uh, the train station. That's what that date was. So they ended up going to the train station and then they seen the dude, uh, the assassin dude. So he, it was the army guy, Jonah, and that woman's husband. The army guy ended up staying because the assassin went on the, uh, on the subway. So Jonah and the old guy got on the subway and then he snuck off last minute and then the army guy stayed off and he followed the dude and then ended up finding out that it was a bomb and uh-huh. he told Jonah to, to, to clear out that that um that train uh subway thing and so Jonah got everybody off and he tried to defuse the bomb he couldn't defuse it and then he ended up getting blown up and that yeah. right there gave his wife that motivation 
to actually kill the dude at this point. Because they, you know, they lost a member of the team and all of this type stuff. And uh-huh. what ended up being Oh, okay, so what ended up So have we gotten to the point where they started revealing the corn syrup thing? Is no. that so we haven't got there yet? So what ended up happening? Um, what ended up happening after the funeral? Okay, so um, they went to. I'm trying to think. What you you not you talking about the husband's funeral? Yeah, the husband's funeral. Because okay, so before that even happened, um, they went to um, they found out about the Swiss bank. Okay. And um, that's that's where um, they was holding, or they found out about the room in the Swiss bank. And remember, they had to um, set up a uh, they had to set up a, a plan to see what was going on in the bank. Because remember, they found the two dudes, uh, they found the two Nazi dudes in the uh, in the diner across the street from the bank, and then they followed them going to the bank. So they were scoping out the bank. And then yeah. once they found what they found out about the bank was that the head of the bank at the time, I forgot what his name is too, but he he's actually a real person too. But um the head of the bank at the time was helping the Nazis take all the um Jewish art and possessions and gold and all that stuff and storing it in the Swiss bank. Yeah, that's right. And so they um they break into the bank. And then um, before that, Al Pacino meets with the head of the bank, and he tell him he know who you know he know who he is, he know what's going on, he know what he's doing. And then they break into the bank, they find everything, and in the midst of that, he showed him all the pictures that they took of everything that was inside the bank. Because remember, it was that little secret room was a it was a vault. In it was there a vault. Yeah, that had all yeah that had all of the, the possessions and the, you know what I'm saying treasures and stuff. And so um, the head of the Swiss bank, he killed himself. Mm-hmm. And then um, then after he killed himself, uh, I'm just trying to think who else was, what else happened. I knew them breaking the code, finding out it's a bomb. And then before that, Al Pacino and them got uh, Al Pacino got arrested, and he was in. He was getting interrogated by the FBI. The FBI yeah, agent. yeah, and he was trying to tell her like something's about to go down. If yeah. you don't let me out of here, the blood's yeah. gonna be on your hands. Yeah, right. And so when that happened, then we find out about the corn syrup thing. So the corn syrup was um, it was being treated with uh some kind of a poison or something that they came up with because one of the one of the Nazis that they went to go find was one of the um one of the scientists or doctors that was testing and creating the gas and all that to uh kill off the Nazis. Mm-hmm. He created a, a poison to basically use in corn syrup, which they would introduce some corn syrup instead of sugar. And everything was a front that they were using as a front for this company that they had that was 
original corn sugar to basically put in soda and candy and all this other stuff that was basically just gonna wipe out all the people that they didn't want in the world. So okay. So, so hold on. So let's pause. Let's pause right here. So mm-hmm. think about the American government, right? So they like we're gonna bring the smartest people over here and get them to work for us and come on on our side. Like they're not gonna have any resentment that they went over to their country. You know what I'm saying? Ended all of the shit that they had going on and thought that there was gonna be no retaliation against us. Well, you got to remember at the time, at the time that we talking about, when they was bringing these motherfuckers over, you got to remember that they was having the the, the, um, the war crime trials. So a lot of the motherfuckers was getting found out who they were and shit, and they was being brought to, um, I forgot where it was at, but they was being brought in front of a committee of, um, of Jewish like judges and stuff like that. And they were being brought up on their war crimes. And then, um, speaking of that, it's a documentary on Netflix too that talks about that. Um, it's a guy that he was mistaken for an SS guard or some shit like that. I forgot what it's called, but it, I think it's like the Munster Next Door or the Munster in the neighborhood or some shit like that. But um, basically, they was getting everybody that was bringing them into war crimes. And then on top of that, you got to remember that the U.S. and and um, at the time it was the USSR was in a race to be the first people to go to the moon. Mm-hmm. And those were basically like the two major powerhouses um, in the world at the time. So for some odd reason, I think I guess we figured it was a big deal to get to the moon or whatever. And so them bringing over the you know saying Nazi Germany scientists was basically them helping get uh, ahead of what Russia was doing. So that's how we get in like Volkswagen. That's how we get in like cell phones. That's how we get in like a whole bunch of, well, not cell phones in general, but the production of cell phones that we have. Because, um, yeah, the production of cell phones that we have and stuff like that. We get in all this like new technology and shit from Germany. Because like, um, if you know anything about World War II, one of the biggest issues that was against, I mean, one of the biggest issues that we had against Germany was they tanks and they, um, and they hung because they had like some of the best auto, um, they had some of the best auto mechanics in the world. So it was a big issue trying to stop the German tanks. Somehow they figured out some shit about it or whatever and they ended up dealing with it. But that was one of the major issues we had against Germany. And so, they brought basically all the all of that knowledge that they had basically over here to America and used that to kind of give us an advance against the uh, USSR and basically the rest of the world. And so, when you think about like all that shit, and then you think about like all the stuff that was going on, because you got to remember, like when they brought these dudes over, they made like the deal with these motherfuckers that if they was to come over and basically be, um. If they were to come over and basically help us advance and be normal citizens and not cause no trouble, if they was going to wipe their whole slate clean, they gave them new identities, they mm-hmm. uh, gave them totally different backgrounds, they actually had some of these motherfuckers like new birth certificates, all this shit. And so that's why a lot of them was able to, you know what I'm saying, basically 
um, hide in plain sight. Our society. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you didn't really know the shit about them. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's a few of them, actually, like, if you, if you go Google it, it's a few of them that have actually been caught here in the country and brought up on the war crimes because of, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, Holocaust victims and survivors actually remembering who these motherfuckers are. And so a few of them have actually been caught and been seen. But the, um, the dude from that center that I was talking about, his name is Werner Von Braun. And he was the one that was uh, partially responsible for helping us get to the moon. As far as like the technology and everything else, um, we already know the story about, you know what I'm saying, hidden figures. You can go watch that movie and find that out. But Werner Von Braun was a big part of our, um, our space program. And that's how we ended up getting, that was one of the reasons we ended up getting to the moon. And so, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I said with this, with this show, it was kind of dope. It's like, they actually was bringing real people into the, the storyline. And um, actually, Warner Von Braun was one of the dudes that they ended up going to find in the show, too, which I thought was super dope. And then uh, the head of the Swiss Bank, I keep forgetting what this dude's name is. It, it slipped from my mind, but... He was he was real educated in that shit too because remember that Switzerland played neutral in this whole situation. But what happened was Hitler made a deal with these dudes to basically take all of these possessions and um, and basically hide them in Swiss banks. And um, it's also a bunch of different places in Germany that they still ain't even uncovered yet. And they still got a whole bunch of art and shit from all of these different places. And there was another movie that they made about that too. I forgot um, what it was called, but I know like uh, George Clooney was in it. Um, after that, even what's the dad for Roseanne? Uh, uh, shit. Oh man. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah, I know you're talking about. I can't remember his name. Okay. So he, it's him, George Clooney, and somebody else. They basically all in the movie about, it's a it's a group of dudes that basically go find all of these hidden and stolen treasures and shit that the Nazis take from all of these countries after World War II. So that's basically how Germany was basically getting everything that they was doing because they was taking all the gold. Out of, out of the valuable possessions from all of these places. They was putting it in Swiss bank accounts and using it basically as collateral to basically get money from these accounts to fund everything that they were doing in the war. So that's why they was as big as they were. Yeah. That's just a little backstory, you know what I'm saying, behind that, you know what I'm saying, behind the whole show. That ain't trying to help people kind of understand what's going on in the show too. Yeah, so yeah, we were talking about the, uh, the, uh, Current, the current sort substitute. So they yeah. figured out, figured out that type stuff. And, uh, so Jonah on his shit again, and he was able to figure out, you know, where it was. And so they was all trying to put together a plan to infiltrate yep. that place. So, and then they was like, who can we send in? It was so funny because they was all sitting there talking and then everybody got quiet and they all turned and looked at the actor dude. And they was like, <laughs> they're like, we're going to need you to go in there and, you know, infiltrate the place because they needed him to shut off the, um, those machines. So 
Yep. It can go to so a certain temperature, so it all yeah overheat yep. and overflow and all that type of shit. And he almost got out undetected, but the damn that damn assassin dude, he he, he spotted exactly yeah he spotted him out, blew his cover. But Roxy and um and Jonah was able to come in and save him. Like that was one of those missions that almost got sabotaged, but they was able to still get it. And then Al Pacino ended up. Getting the the uh being the limo driver for uh the colonel lady. The head of, yeah. yeah. The head so the, uh, he so he's driving a car and she like you know where we going type thing. He started talking to her and so then she tries to grab the gun up under the seat and then when she grabbed the gun under the seat she shoots and then he turns and blows and um shoot them uh not shoot them but. Um, take them off of the bridge and then they fall into the yep. water. It never shows neither one of them die. Nope. But they only show Al Pacino getting taken out the water. Yeah, it show Al Pacino getting taken out, but it don't show her. So yep. we all assuming that she's dead at this point. Yep. Yeah. So what happened after after then? Um so, so from that point from that point that's when um, they ended up basically coming up with the plan because now they now they kind of got an idea of what's going on. So they ended up coming up with a plan to destroy the whole current course of shit. And at this point, the FBI uh, agent is working with them right now. So yeah. she's getting all kind of intel. Um, and then, you know, since so she's bringing it back to them and now they're working together, so it's making it a little bit easier now. For all them to be able to do what they do, and this is where Jonah starts to find out that Al Pacino may be his grandfather. Yeah, so, and then and so the so also to do one of the flashbacks. So the dude in the lab coat grabs, mm-hmm. you know, the dude that's quote unquote Al Pacino and takes him out into the woods, and so mm-hmm. he was like. Shoot her, the the woman that you in love with, or shoot this innocent guy. And so she's begging him, like, don't let them destroy you. Don't let them turn you into something that you're not. Shoot me. And he refused to shoot her, and he shot the guy. And then he asked Albertino, he was like, so what happened after that? Well, he was like, well, how many people did you kill? He ended up saying 11. So this person that was in love with his grandmother ended up shooting and killing eleven people, innocent people, just to keep her alive. Yep. So I thought that that was very significant in that story of you know where you were going. Yeah, and so um, you know what I'm saying? What what happened after that was um, Al Pacino. He uh, he ended up. Getting what? Um, he was in a hospital bed inside of the headquarters. And you know what I'm saying? He's starting to come to, and then he's starting to tell Jonah that Jonah ain't ready to be in this position. You know what I'm saying? He thought Jonah could do it, Jonah couldn't do it because he was supposed to kill the assassin. And then I think that somebody else killed the assassin. No, they no, the assassin never died. Yeah, they locked the assassin up because the FBI agent stopped from killing him. Yeah. So 
now they got the assassin, and now they starting to find out a whole bunch of stuff about what's going on and everything like that. And then um, that's what Al Pacino told him, you know what I'm saying? I thought that, you know what I'm saying, we had a discussion that when the time comes, you wouldn't think about it, you would just make the decision to do what you do. He didn't do it, so Al Pacino told him that it's over. Um, so then after all that happened, they found one more person, and that person is supposed to be the quote-unquote wolf, the person that they've been looking for this whole time. Well, um, Jonah takes it upon himself to go find them, go see who he is, and everything like that, because his grandma has some um, some letters and stuff, and mm-hmm. she had already found out what was going on. And that's why we find out that's why she died. Mm-hmm. So, um, and after that happened, Jonah goes to talk to the dude or whatever, you know what I'm saying? He gets the information. He kidnaps the dude and brings him back to Al Pacino. Then when he brings him to Al Pacino, um, him and Al Pacino get to talking, and then Al Pacino instantly kills the dude. He don't ask him no questions or nothing. He just kills the dude. But before he kills him, the dude looks at him and says, you, like with a shock look on his face and shit like that. And in that interaction, Jonah finally realizes that Al Pacino is not who his grandfather was supposed to be. Instead, Al Pacino turns out to be the actual person in the war. Yeah. And then um, Al Pacino breaks down the story about how he got his face to look like the dude. Um, he, He... you know, he scratched himself to make it look like, you know, he got tortured and everything else. And he basically came up and was brought over with the rest of the Nazis. And he basically used that as a story to keep himself from being found out. So he got surgery on his face. And then not only did he get surgery on his face, he actually used his grandfather's identity to say that he was the person that he was being at the time. And then he had told him, you know, he was saying, like, to have to live this life every day as somebody that I hated. He said it was the worst decision that I ever made in my life. And then Jonah kills him. Um, Once Jonah kills him, the group is trying to find out why Jonah did it. And then Jonah tells him, and then now Jonah is the head of the hunter. So then... After Jonah tells them who he is, which what what I was surprised about, and I was talking to someone about this, and it was like he built up a reputation of figuring out a lot of shit and even stuff that they couldn't figure out. Because I was wondering why that he didn't get a lot of pushback on the fact that he said that he is actually the wolf. He's not you know what I'm saying? The guy that we thought he was, he was actually a person yeah. and he got past the surgeon. Nah, nah, nah. Some people gave him pushback. Some some believed him, but the army guy didn't believe him. He storms out and then he gets hit yeah. by a car. So then the car hits him and then these people, you know, go out, pick him up, put him in the car. So they take yeah. him down to, uh, I think, uh, Guantanamo Bay. Is that where they took him? I can't remember. Yeah, so they take him down there. So I'm like, what the hell are they doing with this dude? So then we find out that the colonel lady is alive. She didn't die yep. off of the bridge, off of crashing into, um, into the water. So then they're showing these kids, man. 
And then you start thinking about like shit, all these kids looked alike. And it would seem like that they they clone these damn kids. So they all sitting at this damn table, and I, which I thought was really weird. I'm like, why they got the army dude sitting at this table like he's about to eat brunch and shit with all these kids that look exactly the same. And then she stands up, and then who the fuck do we see? Fucking Hitler. I was like, get the fuck out of here, yo. I was like, she was his wife. I was like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Dude, I did not see that shit coming for nothing. Because the whole shit with Hitler, he, he a lot of the times when, when, when it's somebody that has, whether it's good or bad, but they have this reputation as, uh, I, I, I'm trying to find a word. But like, so you will find some people that will tell you, Michael Jackson ain't dead. Some people tell you Elvis yeah, ain't dead. Yeah. Some people tell you Tupac ain't dead. Like, like Hitler has that thing because he had a mysterious yeah. death where supposedly he killed himself, and there was this whole thing yeah, about yeah. him. It's, it's a, it's okay. So it's the three main, the three main conspiracy theories around that. The first one is, is that he. They, they used to have this thing where if one of the um, Nazi leaders got caught, they would take cyanide pills. So they were saying that the, the troops stormed the castle or the place that uh, Hitler was at. He took a cyanide pill and killed himself. Then the second one is is that he was in one of the Nazi uh, castles or whatever, and then they got bombed, and that's how he died. And I guess whatever happened, they couldn't confirm that it was his body. And then the third one, which is uh, which is the one that I, I look into the most, is that Hitler did never die. It was his body, though, because he had a body, though. Yeah. Hitler didn't die. They killed his body, though. And not only did he have a body double, Ava Braun, Braun had a body double as well. So they killed the body doubles of them, and them two got away somehow. Mm-hmm. That's that's so, wild. Man, listen. So when that shit happened, the first thing that got to my mind was season two is about to be fucking nuts now. Because we going from what the sixties and seventies. Now you gotta go into like what the eighties and nineties. You think they gonna go that far? They got to. They got to. Because I'm thinking that it's because it seemed like that when when in the 70s it was really all based in one year. It don't seem like they they really got that far along. So I just feel like that it's it's going to take them into the 80s, and I'm trying to figure out what is they plan with the army dude because obviously they're not going to let him go because. I mean, why would they let him go? Because he could. The biggest secret was the fact that Hitler is alive. Yep. So it's like they're not going to let him go. I think that they just wanted to show him to be like, look, all this time, you know what I'm saying? You were just coming after me and you didn't really know why you was coming after me. But I'm actually his wife and he's alive and he's not dead. And like Hitler, he's. 
I don't want to say a, a fascinating person, but like, no, he is. Like, like not not what he not what he did with the whole Holocaust. Yeah. But if you ever like, if you ever read up on dude, like, dude is to me, he's like, if he's like how Trump is, like Trump, the way Trump came up to presidency, like just out of the blue. Yeah. That's how Hitler came into being a chancellor of fucking Germany. Just like randomly out of the blue. Like, dude really wasn't a politician like that. I mean, like, he was—he wanted to be a fucking painter when he was a kid. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? And then, like, he just basically started getting into politics out of nowhere. And the next thing you know, this motherfucker, by World War One, he ended up becoming, I mean, like, I think at the end of World War One, he ended up becoming, like, the chancellor of Germany. And then, by fucking World War Two, this motherfucker is, like, taking over most of the fucking Europe. Yeah. Have Have you ever seen uh, Valkyrie, that Tom Cruise joint? Nope. Now I'm not a, I'm I'm not a huge Tom Cruise guy, but it was what Valkyrie was about is actually the name of the plan of uh, it was an assassination attempt on uh, on Hitler, and the shit would have worked, but the reason it didn't work was because they they found a way to infiltrate them. And they put this bomb, like it had a suitcase that had a bomb in it. And they put, like they had like a long ass table, right? Where they was having this meeting. And this table was so big, like it had like the, the legs of the table, like went like all the way across the table. And what they did was they put the bomb on the inside of the leg of the table. If they would have put it on the outside, it, yeah. The see that the, the the wood blocked the blast radius, and that's yeah. why Hitler didn't die. And they were saying that that plan, out of all the assassination attempts, that was the best one. But it was just that mm-hmm. they put the suitcase on the wrong side of the table, and so the blast radius didn't really kill. Like he got hurt in the process, mm-hmm. but he didn't die. And then they was able to retract it and find out all the people that betrayed them. It wasn't that they infiltrated them. It's it's just like Germany is just like any other country. Everyone is not going to agree with everything. Like they were just German people who didn't believe in what Hitler was doing, and they just you know tried to take them out and all that type stuff. So it's it's a it's a pretty good movie, man. Like I, I'm not like I said, I'm not a huge Tom Cruise guy. Not that he did a bad job. I just you know. I could just picture some other people in that role that would have done better, but yeah, but the con but the concept of the movie is really good though. Yeah, but I mean, like, so like if you if, like I said, man, in order to really watch this watch this uh, TV series and really kind of get the gist of a lot of the shit that's going on, you really got to get into the history of World War Two and World War One around the time of the rise of Nazi Germany and. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, to me, that was one, it was always one of the things that I was fascinated, I don't know, I don't want to say fascinated with, but it was always one of the things I was curious about because you had a guy who had um, had most of the country believe in something, like, um, he used to tell people that the Aryan race was the, the, the you know, the, the top race in the world. But he was saying, like, blonde hair and blue eyes, the dude had dark hair and brown eyes. Yeah. He didn't have none of the features, you know, so, like, he didn't have none of the features 
of what he was telling them. And, like, people was really into this shit, believing it. And to me, like, what I see now is the same shit with Trump. Like, Trump is really telling these motherfuckers to do certain shit, and he's not even one of the motherfuckers to do it. Like, he's leading a mass group of fucking people that are nothing like him. He's a rich billionaire uh, weirdo, and he got a group of poor motherfuckers to rally behind him and believe every fucking word that he said. So, like, to me, that's the, that's the similarity that I bring to it. Like, he really got a mass group of people to do some shit you know what I'm saying like he was saying to do but it's like he was like the total fucking opposite yeah look dude it's like like Uncle Washington always say it's the great lie you look at the great lie it's the same shit that they was doing during the civil war it's like you're fighting to keep the rich people richer so you poor and even after all of this is done you're still going to be poor but you're going to be better than these black people and something else that we left out, I kind of jumped to it. But my man, the assassin dude, got arrested. And so they was able to get him a lawyer, a lawyer that could have got him out. But they cho- he chose to get a Jewish lawyer. Yeah, he told him, he told him that he, that he wanted, wanted to, to be in there. Stay and build an army. Prove, yeah, because maybe he was trying to prove to them that he can he can lead them and he they remember they was telling that he had to kill a Jewish person. Yeah. And he killed a Jewish person and then he started screaming white power and stuff. And then when you start looking See, that's why that's why I said they gotta get into the eighties and nineties now. This is when the rise of the skinheads and all them Exactly uh, White and, group and the prison system. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And he started. He started using people in the prison system to, to base because he said I had to build an army, and this is the perfect place to build an army. So he started feeding them all of this hatred shit, and start bringing in this neo Nazi shit. And then that's another thing. I ain't trying to really go down this road, but like you look at the Confederate flag, which. Was the losing side. Then you look at the neo Nazi flag, which was the losing side, and these motherfuckers be rocking that shit. I never, I can never understand that to the, the day I died. I would never figure out how y'all, the, the two worst symbols on this earth is the Confederate flag and the Nazi flag, and y'all wanna rock that shit like this is the greatest shit in the world. So you picked the, the 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 two biggest if you, losers. If you look at if you look at everything that America is doing currently right now, and and once again, this is why I tell people make sure you go back and learn your history. Because if you look at what Joseph Goebbels did with Nazi Germany, and then if you look at what the media is doing right now with current America, you will see a lot of similarities. And I mean a lot of similarities. That's wild. Like, Sis, you, dude, it's, it's a bunch of it's a it's a bunch of notes that these motherfuckers was taking from dude, and they they execute that shit to their perfection. Yes, sir. And before we get to the fire flames, since you so mm-hmm. fast, see, I'm more I'm more of in the Vietnam. Like I, I I've seen a lot of shit around the Vietnam War. Not so yeah. much World War One and Two, but what I have seen from from World War II, 
Have you ever seen the movie? And this is based on a true story. Um, Enemy at the Gate. You ever seen that? I don't think it got it got Jude Law in it and uh, Rachel Rachel uh, Rachel Wise. I think that's what her last name is. The uh, Rachel Weiss. Yeah, yeah. And what it's about? It's about this. um, He was from the Soviet Union, and he was like the greatest assassin. His name was uh, Vilicius, I think. And he was like this greatest sniper that like they hold up to this high standard. And it's, it's basically built upon it's, it's about the Germany's top um, top sniper against um, the Soviet Union's top sniper. And so it gets it gets into those two guys. It gets into um, uh, Stalin was like the top dude at the time. And, yeah, he and was the he was the um, the USSR is like was, president type person. He was like the chancellor. Yeah, he yeah, was like chancellor. And it and it goes into like the battle at Stalingrad and like um yep. it's basically like this whole little sniper war, man. And is what's great about it is the fact of you know the like the type of shit that like the game planning and the art like the the. Oh man, it's like to watch a sniper dude. That shit is crazy. You got to be mad patient. You got to be precise. It's all technical. Yeah, like that yeah, like, dude. All but yes, it's it do it. It would be for you. I feel like I I love that movie. I actually got it on DVD yeah. somewhere. Like look that shit up. Um, it's it's called Enemy at the Gate. Mm-hmm. And like, dude, it's it's a really really good movie on World War Two. So who go, who going first? Who going first? Um, I, you can go first this time, man. I yeah, you went first last time. Uh, the the biggest thing that I really like about it is the is the history part. I, I love watching films. Number one, I love true stories, and I love not true stories, but more of real life type stuff. And I like things that are going back into history. And I would have to give hunters. I would give it as far. I'm I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to get because we we never done a show before. We always done movies, right? And right. I have developed to be more of a show type of person. The older I've gotten, yeah. and what I'm trying not to do is I'm trying not to compare it to other shows. I'm trying to put it into his own box. And it's kind of hard for me to do. But I would give, my personal opinion, I would give it three and a half fire flames. Wow, okay. The reason why, the reason why is is it's in the middle is because I can't help but to gauge it against other shows. And like, even though this show ain't got nothing to do with it, like one of my favorite shows and I'm actually re-watching it again for like the third time. This is my third time re-watching this. Is yeah. Luther is like probably my top TV show ever. Okay. Um, you ever seen it? Uh, Idris Elba um, is, is his um, show. I've seen, I seen three episodes of it. Like, dude, that it's it's just that show just blows my mind. But I'm 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 gonna stay in the middle, man. I'm gonna give it a th- I'm gonna give it a three and a half 
But I'm really, really looking forward to season two. I don't know how fast they can get to it because of all this coronavirus stuff. It's, it's slowing a lot of stuff up. Um, uh-huh. But even though I'm only giving it a three and a half, I am really looking forward to season two because I think season two could really take it over the top. Right. So I get that. Um, for me, um, man, listen, uh, I get, <laughs> I get caught up in, you know what I'm saying, and being a prisoner at the moment with a lot of it. Um, it's, it's one of those things for me that, like I said, you know, I'm into the history. Um, I'm super into the history and, and, you know what I'm saying? Like anytime I see something like this where they can get as creative as they did with it and they they take it and add in realistic facts, they add in historical context, um, they add in actual people, you know what I'm saying? And then they, they create an actual story around it that can keep you locked in. Um, I'm I'm in for it. Me personally, uh, the pros are that they did a great job with everybody's backstory. It wasn't too long, it wasn't too short, and there was a lot of information within the space that they gave you for each person. Um, I think they did a great job within telling multiple stories at the same time between the detect, I mean, the FBI agent, between Jonah and between Al Pacino's character. I think they did a great job intertwining those and kind of basically keeping you up to date, you know what I'm saying, within certain time limits. You kind of never forgot about any characters, even with Roxy not being in this, you know, still in certain episodes. You still didn't forget about her because they still mentioned her. They still brought her up. Um, one of the, the, I think the only time for me was between the first and third episode, it kind of slowed down a little too much for me. But it picked right back up in that third episode, like in the middle of that third episode, so it got right back on track. But the, to me, that's the only thing that I found out, you know, or I, that I found bad about it. But as far as everything else goes, like, I mean, it was, I think it was shot pretty good. I think the action scenes were real good. I think that, they, you know, saying them adding in the espionage and the, the double agents and, uh, you know what I'm saying, going, you know what I'm saying, at a time where... We still got to remember, this is 15, 20 years after World War II. Yeah. So this ain't even during World War II. This is after the fact. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know what I'm saying, the the flashback scenes where they going back to the Holocaust and showing you certain scenes from, you know what I'm saying, those times. And actually, you know what I'm saying, to me, I felt like this was more so of a tribute to the survivors, you know what I'm saying, the... the, um, the history of Jewish people um, from Nazi Germany to our country. Uh, I think it was just like a tribute to the people of that religion and to those people in general. I thought it was, it was very, very, um, it's very intricate about, you know what I'm saying, the way they portray people. You know, they didn't do the whole stereotypical thing where, you know, they made a, a, a few jokes about it, but it wasn't necessarily that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they actually portrayed them in the dope light. They they made them the hero, you know what I'm saying? So I thought that that was super cool too, which we don't see a lot of that in in um 
in any of the films and shit that we watched today. So I thought that, that was super dope. So for me personally, I'm going to give it a four and a half fire flames. And I, I think that it was one of the best shows I probably ever watched. That's what's up, man. I mean, I, we, we, we're around the same thing. It, it was just, like, for me, like, that, that that was... The reason I gave it more of a three and a half because there were times where, you know, I'm, I'm picking up my phone. Like, I kind of, like, I would, like, tune out for, like, a minute or so because it was just like, oh, man. I, I love how stuff is getting explained, but it's like sometimes it's like, oh, well, you could explain it a little quicker, a little faster. And it was like, some of the episodes was like an hour and a half. You know, some of them was like, you know, they really, it really was between an hour, hour and a half. And it was like, sometimes I feel yep. like they could have condensed some of the stuff a little quicker. But, mm-hmm. you know, it was, I mean, as far as TV shows, I mean, as of right now, I mean, I, I, I could sneak it into my top 10, but it, it's, it's, it's down at the bottom. Uh. Let me see. I would probably put it up with, um, I'm trying to think, man, because as far as, like, especially those type of TV shows, like, if we talk about all-time TV shows, it's definitely going to my top ten. Only because the execution of it, to me, was, was... Yeah, the execution and, and the and the twist. I would say, yeah. as far as a show that would have a twist in it, they would they have the best twist. Definitely did because Definitely it was did. it was two of them. I did not see the shits coming at all. I did not see I Hitler back coming. Back yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, that shit hit you like a fucking baseball bat. Like it just came out of nowhere. Yeah, it was like oh shit. Yeah, like uh, the fact that he found out that this is the world. And then right after that, dude get kidnapped. And shit happens, and they go back to the dude. And then you see dude, and you like, oh shit, is that what I think it is? And then there's fucking Hitler popping up with fucking. And then you find out that the whole town, the colonel lady is fucking Abel Bryan. You like, oh shit, that right there blew my mind off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 you you totally right. You totally right. But I I, I was sneaking in there. Okay, so I know for a fact it's about to be a season two. And now we definitely are about to get a, a great fucking season because I got a fucking good feeling that they going to find Hitler and kill him. Yeah. because the, the, But then, you know, they're going to have to try to figure out what happened to the army dude. You know what I'm saying? That, and so, I, think, and, I think that's how they're going to find Hitler and kill him. That, that that's gonna be look season two like season two <laughs> will be able season two will be able to to the bump if I'm pretty sure if Jordan Peele is coming back I'm pretty sure it it, it can sneak look when it comes to shows it's a fucking ladder dude it's like yeah. shit can go up shit can go down like the way that they could do season two and the ideas that it seemed like both of us have. It could definitely get higher. Yeah, it could definitely get it higher. I, I feel like it can't go anywhere, but uh, I mean, because like, like I said, to me, I feel like, especially if they they start bringing it to, even if they do like the late seventies, early eighties, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, where they start bringing in, where they start doing like Reagan and all that other shit, you gonna start seeing some some dope shit pop off. And they can add a whole bunch of shit and basically use 
some shit that happened in the 80s and late 70s to kind of intermingle with, you know what I'm saying, the plan that they got for this next season. Dude, they might bring the crack academic in there. Let's remember Jordan Peele loves, he he loves showing, like, you know what I'm saying, shit that happened in the black community, so. Don't forget, don't forget the Vietnam War. Yeah. well, it passed that. It passed that. It passed that. Yeah. I'm thinking of um, I'm thinking of um, Desert Storm and all them to all that shit. Then we got to talk about, like you said, the crack epidemic. We got to talk about um, because remember that one of the major points of this whole um, the whole season was them lifting the sanctions to get. They product of that that uh, corn syrup shit to America, mm-hmm. so they can bring in the Cuban Missile Crisis. They can bring in fucking Watergate. They can bring. I mean, it's a lot of shit they yes. can bring in. You know what I'm saying? And, and make this shit like a TV. I mean, I think it's dope because one of the things they're doing is actually adding in historical context to the show that makes it. A story around some shit that happened in history that may actually make people go look and be like, "What the fuck is this?" Or what you know, what I'm saying like, "What is the you know, what I'm saying what what the who is who, who is Werner von Braun?" And they go back and find out, "Oh shit, this motherfucker is a real person." You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man, I, I think they did a great fucking job. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and, and like you said, it, I think it only go up if it's written right, which yeah. I'm sure it will be. I think that it's, it only has the potential to get better. Like, dude, Amazon Prime is taking yeah. over, dude. Like, ever since I've gotten on Amazon Prime, like, dude, I, I haven't been on it. Like, this is the first thing that I even watched on Amazon Prime. Yeah. But now I'm watching Hannah, and the next show I'm gonna start watching after because I'm on season two of Hannah. Now I'm gonna start watching uh-huh. Home. I'm gonna start watching Homecoming. Cause that shit look like okay. it's pretty good. So yeah, man, I just I just got on I just got on to this Amazon Prime thing, man. So yeah. So they well for me, man, I the the only reason I even got Amazon Prime was for the delivery shit. And then when I found out that you could actually like watch movies and shit, I was on it. And then I think I was watching um the movie have you ever seen Knives Out? Yes. Yes, I, I I actually just watched Knives Out like like a like okay. three four weeks ago. That that was a good movie. That was a real good movie. But I I was watching that, and that's where I seen the trailer for Hunter's Court. I mean, from so that's when I after I got done watching Knives Out, that's when I started Hunters. And once I had started the Hunters, I was instantly hooked. But I haven't really seen anything else on there. Because I know, like, they had the Jack Reacher show with them from the office, and I'm like, I, I can't watch him and really see no action going on for real. Like, I, I see him, every time I see him, I'm thinking he's going to do a prank with family. And then, um, I seen the Hammer shit that you were talking about, because I remember the movie Hammer. And I, I was like, I'm going to definitely check that out. And then they got another, um, they got another fucking show on there. I think it's with uh, it might not even be Amazon, but I think it got Janelle Monet in there. That's homecoming. That's homecoming. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. But other than 
like I, I haven't really seen anything else from Amazon that'll make me like want to jump on it. I'm still um I'm still jumping with Netflix, man. Netflix is uh they killing the game right now. They got shit on lock. They they do uh, uh, you know, the only thing with with Netflix is the fact that there is a lot of garbage on there as well. So it's like once you pick once you pick through the garbage, you can find some gems in there. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, Netflix is definitely killing the game. And and then like the whole announcement of Ozark saying that like this is gonna be like the last like installment of it. So that's just gonna finish it out, man. Ozark, dude, that's I I mentioned this on a podcast. I said, as far as shows, Netflix shows, hands down to me, best show they've had so far. Really? To me, yes, because really, to me, it was to me, it, it was that, and the only competition that they had for me was Orange Is the New Black. Um. Let me see. Netflix, Netflix. Um, I'm watching... I mean, I wouldn't put this in the category, but I'm just thinking of Netflix shows. I'm watching Dead to Me right now. Mm-hmm. I'm on the second season okay. of Dead to Me. That shit is mad wild. And, um, Have you ever watched Lucifer? No, but Lucifer ain't a Netflix show, though. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it, is, but, it is now. Oh, but, so, but it started out Netflix. as a Fox show. Netflix. On Fox, yeah, Netflix bought the rights to it. Oh, so see, I started okay. watching it when it was on Fox. Oh, okay. And to me, that was one of the best shows on TV. See. And now that it's on Netflix, I didn't. I just found out last night that it was on Netflix because my wife, she the one who got me onto the show. So when we start, when I started watching it with her, I had to actually go back and watch it from the beginning and catch up and finish watching it with her. And to me, that's one of the best shows they ever put on TV. And then to come find out that Netflix got it now and they continue in the seasons, I got to, you know what I'm saying, catch up. But to me, I think that's one of the, probably the best things Netflix got. Um, other than that, for me, I really I really don't watch too many of the Netflix originals or nothing like that. I know that... Um, Stranger Things, of course. That's what we're going to Yeah, yeah, Stranger Things. Thing. Yeah, I, that's what I was trying to. I was trying to get that. Like Stranger Things in my top um, three. Alter Carbon, that was super dope. Don't forget about Jessica um, Jones and Luke Cage. Oh yeah, of course. Out of Marvel, out of Marvel joints, and then uh, what's the what's the one that what's oh my god, I can't believe I can't think of this shit. Right now, um, the, uh, Black Mirror. Black Mirror was oh. the best Netflix show ever. Black Mirror is in my top five. Yep, it it got. Black Mirror is the best Netflix show. Yeah, ever. I didn't like that band, uh, Bandersnatch joint though. The movie. I loved it. I, I I did I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I, I, it was cool, but it was I, I guess what I was expecting. I didn't get what I was expecting, so it kind of threw me off. And then like the last season, it got kind of crazy, but at the same time, the it last got you. Was it got you thinking, you know, as far as when you think about the very first episode with Anthony Mackie in it, when them in oh, that damn video game, I was like, yo, yeah. like, I'm trying to... But I mean, it, it was, to me, I think that when you watch shows like that, especially like Black Mirror, you gotta realize the uh, the view that they taking it, you know what I'm saying, taking it to. 
You know what I'm saying? It, to me, the last season was really just the reflection of the time that we're in now. With, you know what I'm saying, virtual reality and video games yep. and stuff starting to come into a front. And then how we look at all these musicians the celebrities as these fucking, you know what I'm saying, like mega, mega stars where we kind of idolize them with the Miley Cyrus joint. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, you know what I'm saying, very smart. With Bandersnatch, though, I thought Bandersnatch was so, was so dope because... It was it was super on brand with what Black Mirror was. When you watch Bandersnatch and you pay attention to certain shit that they say within the movie, and then you pay attention to the whole plot of the movie, is that the whole thing was you never made the choices in that movie. You just thought you were making the choices in that movie. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So like. With certain things, like when you would pick certain things, it would make you go back, rewatch it, and then pick the other option. So, like, it it gave you the illusion of free will, but that wasn't what you was getting. Yeah. Which is basically the whole point of the movie was they had the illusion of free will, but that's not really what was happening. So I thought that that was like to me. I thought it was a brilliant concept. It was. It was cool. It, it was cool. I. I. I, I just. The the way that it was being promoted, it just made me feel like it was gonna be like something bigger. And it just didn't reach my expectations. Not that it was bad, it just didn't reach my expectations. But I mean Netflix still got it. I mean, cause I mean like you, like after after I finished these three, you know what I'm saying? It is one of those things where I feel like I'm gonna be doing the same thing I was doing on Netflix, like trying to find that next show, because you still got regular TV and shit. Like you still got Showtime and HBO and shit like yeah. that. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They and and they still coming with it as well. They still they still they still giving you some good shows. The only thing that sucks is how this whole little and we're into here, but they got this whole little HBO, your HBO Go, your HBO Max, and it's like. <laughs> It's like, what the fuck, they dude? They're trying to get into the game, bro. They're trying to get into the game. You can't knock them for it, man. You can't, but that's why I, I, I love HBO, but, like, Showtime has became my go-to. Like, yeah. show, Showtime got, like, a lot of the show. Like, I know out of all the shows I watch, because I got uh, Hulu, and, um, and it got my stuff. And I think... Mm-hmm. I got maybe 10 shows on there and like six of them are Showtime. Okay. So it's like Showtime, Showtime is killing it. Showtime is killing it. They still, they still going. So before we get out of here, man, um, give me three shows or movies or, or or movie that you're watching that uh, you think the people should check out. I think the people should check out. Now we're talking newer stuff. Um, um, any anything okay. that you've been watching recently? Well, I, I'm watching like I like I mentioned just mentioned. I'm watching Hannah. Um, I think that Hannah is uh it, it's really good. It I'm in the middle of the second season, and that show really has a lot to offer, man. And 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 it's really it's it's that science fiction type shit. So I I think yeah. that that's one. Um, as far as I'm, like I said, I'm watching Dead to Me on Netflix. I'm on a second season of that. That's been... It's one of those comedic... It's a comedic drama 
know what I'm saying? But like I said, it has those moments where it's like that shit will have you busting out laughing, but then it'll have you crying here in a minute. And it's, it's just one of those type shows where you might think it's a chick flick, but it's really not a chick flick because like the main character okay. is uh, Christina Applegate. And um, yeah, and like you know, she can have her funny moments. And um, like I said, I'm planning on watching the old guard. I haven't watched it yet, but that's up. That's coming up next for me. I have to. I have to also watch that. Um, That's three right there, man. Like I gave you one show, well, two shows, one movie that I got coming up. Okay. Um, For me, a good show. is uh for me especially because I love to fucking laugh. If you got FX on demand or if you can if you got Hulu with FX man, watch what we do in the shadows. That shit is fucking hilarious. That shit is gonna have you fucking crying. Um especially if you like raunchy comedy and raunchy humor, that's a great show. Um I just recently watched Dave. I knew you were going there. Yeah, that was a great show, man. Um, shout out to Kevin Hart because he got, uh, you know, he played a part in helping to write that and putting his team on to write that. So they did a great job with that. I thought Dave was super, super good. I can't wait for the next season. Hopefully they can get him next season. And um, for me, a, a movie that I watched, and if you see it, you, you cannot be mad because I'm about to give you a precursor before you even watch it. It's a horrible, horrible, horrible movie. It's a bad movie. Okay. But it's one of those movies that's so bad that it's good. Okay. It's one of those movies like, um, like the, 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 <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the effects are stupid. Um, the, the plot is just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, the acting is. The acting is so bad, but it's so good at the same time. People ain't gonna be ready to laugh. The movie is called Velocipastor. If you can find this movie called Velocipastor, I believe you can find it on Amazon Prime. Please watch this movie if you just want to get your mind off of anything and just watch some shit that will make you laugh. Velocipastor is the one to watch. When I say I laugh throughout this whole fucking movie, it's so fucking horrible, bro. Like, when I say it's horrible, I mean like, Dude to be bleeding, but the blood is like literally ketchup. Get the fuck out of like, here. <laughs> listen, I'm telling you, it's some, but it's, it's a good fucking movie. Like, it's one of them movies to where, you know what I'm saying, like, you get to watching it, and it's like, whatever you do, go in with super low expectations. Don't expect this to be like one of them great, great movies. It's like, it's like Sharknado. Like, you know how Sharknado was a good movie, but it was horrible? Like, the graphics on it was trash, all that shit. It's like that. But it's like a tier lower than that. You know what I... You know, like, the way you explaining it, it kind of sounds like, without all the cameos, it was sounding like this is the end. You ever seen that joint? This is the end? It's way Yeah. <laughs> 
mean, like somebody literally took a Nikon camera and made a movie. I mean, like this shit look like it'll be on YouTube. That's how that's how horrible this movie is. But it's good though. Like <laughs> it's just it's, it's just funny. It's it's one of them movies where you'll be like, man, what the fuck is that? Like it's just good ass movie all again. It's gonna make you laugh, man. I guarantee it, man. So. If y'all can check that out, man, go watch Velocipaster. And if you in the comments, man, if you did watch Velocipaster, tweet, I mean, put in the comments how, how you think this shit was so funny, man, because I thought that shit was fucking hilarious, bro. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? With that being said, man, we're about to go ahead and get on out of here. Uh, once again, man, I'm Scoops Bronson. You can find me on Twitter, at Scoops Bronson, and you can find me on Instagram, at Scoops Bronson underscore TV. Oh, that's, that's all of them? I thought you were going on yeah, some more stuff. That's all I got. Like I said, I'm, I'm S.Foster. Uh, you can find uh, on Instagram the S.Foster8. Uh, that's also the same handle on Twitter. I finally created a, a Stolen Time Pod um, Instagram page. So um, go check that out. I will be posting a lot of stuff on there. On um, the Stolen Time page, on uh, the Stolen Time Podcast page on Facebook, uh, follow me there. As well, um, like we mentioned earlier, just dropped the episode that you was a guest on. We was on episode one sixty, uh, one sixty nine. So go check that out. Um, that's it, though. That's not, that's all I got. That's what's up, man. Thank y'all for watching, man. Make sure y'all hit that subscribe button. Make sure y'all also hit that bell that's next to it, so y'all can get notifications every time we drop an episode. And uh, we up out of here, man. Peace.